Hello, Hillel. I'm Gabby Ostrove, and you're listening to the Berkeley Hillel Podcast. This week, I sat down with some graduating seniors who have been involved in Hillel throughout their time at Berkeley to talk about the way that Hillel has impacted their experience. They share how their Jewish life has grown, the Hillel opportunities and experiences that have been meaningful to them, and some helpful advice about being a Berkeley student in general. Before we begin, I want to tell you about some exciting paid opportunities that Hillel is offering to students. First, we are currently accepting applications to be a DOFI, or a Director of First Impressions. Finally, we are hiring a Student Development Associate to assist our Development Director in raising money from donors for all the programming that Hillel puts on every year. If any of these opportunities sound interesting to you, search Careers at Berkeley Hillel on the Berkeley Hillel website to find the applications for all of these positions or email ehirschman at berkeleyhillel.org. That's E-H-I-R-S-H-M-A-N at berkeleyhillel.org for more information. Without further ado, let's hear from our seniors. Hi, everyone. Thank you for making time to talk to me today. I'm so excited to be talking to all of you. So first, let's hear who's around the table. So if you want to go around, say your name, your major. Uh, yeah, go for it. <laughs> I'm Shira Klasky Gamer. I study history. Um, hi, I'm Rennie. I'm a double major in molecular and cellular biology and cognitive science. I'm Alyssa Haig, um, and I study integrative biology and education. I'm Sophia Gluck. I study business administration, and I'm getting my certificate in entrepreneurship and technology. Awesome. Some very cool women around the table. Heck yeah. Woo! <laughs> Empowered. <laughs> um, so all of you have been very involved in Hillel. Um, I think since the beginning of your time here, maybe not. I'm not sure, but I think so. So it seems that Hillel is meaningful to you or has been meaningful to you over your time at Berkeley. Um, I'd just love to hear in what ways Hillel has been meaningful to you uh, during your time at Cal. I think that... I mean, obviously, community is a word that comes to mind because it's given me a lot of friends and like a warm place to enjoy cultural experiences as well as religious experiences. Um, but I think something unique is the staff connections that I've been able to make, um, specifically with our Israel fellow, um, Donnie. So that's been something that's grown and helped me grow my own personal like leadership skills through Hillel and involvement in the community. Yeah, I would also say that the relationships that staff is able to provide students is a really amazing part of being part of the Hillel community. Um, not only are they friendly and engaging when you don't know them super well and they're welcoming you into the building, but um, if you're involved in Hillel over a long enough time, you really get to build closer relationships with the staff members, which is really nice since Berkeley is a really big campus and can, it can be hard to find older mentors in your professors since their class sizes are so large and it's rare you get one-on-one -on -one time. Um, I would also say that Hillel has meant a lot to me just because it's a space where I can come and kind of relax in a way. Like it's almost a second home on campus in terms of that, because it's not just somewhere where I can be involved in my Jewish practices. It's also somewhere I can come to do homework or grab some food or chat with friends. And it's been really nice to have that kind of community center in addition to, you know, the apartment that I live in with my roommates. Hillel has been, for me, a really comfortable place where I've been able to think a lot about what my relationship with Judaism is, and it's changed a lot, I feel like, over my in my time here. Um, 
And so Hillel's meant a lot to me in that space is giving me a safe place to think about what my relationship is with religion and with religious practice and um, the American Jewish community at large. Um, and Hillel's been a place where I've been able to develop my own ideas about that different from the shul I grew up at or the Jewish community I grew up in at home. Um, and that's been really great. I think something that is really underrated um, is the amount of leadership opportunities that Hillel offers and that I have been able and all of these women around the table have been able to be a part of. And I think like when I'm looking towards like graduate education and all those things, like all of my leadership experience is literally through Hillel. And it's like so amazing to look back and be like, wow, that was so cool that Hillel can offer all of these things that they've all said, but also just like leadership experience and professional experiences, which is really cool. Um, yeah. So off of Shira's point, that's a good segue into the next question of how has your Judaism grown over your time at Berkeley, your Jewish life, your Jewish feelings? How's that changed over your time at Berkeley? I didn't think I was going to be involved Jewishly. Um, I come from a interfaith family, and so I didn't really think that Hillel or any Jewish space was going to be for me. So I'd say that I have grown a lot in my uh, Jewish identity. Um, I don't necessarily think that I've become more, quote, like, religious, but I do think that Judaism has become more a bigger part of my identity in that, like, a lot of my friends are Jewish, and I like to partake in various holidays and, you know, do, like, the community aspects. Um, that I didn't do prior to coming here. Going off what Alyssa said, I also grew up in a family that wasn't super involved in Jewish practices in our daily life, so I didn't feel very Jewish when I came to college. But through participating in Hillel, it's really helped me figure out the kind of Jewish identity that I want to partake in and how I feel like I fit into the Jewish world. Um, and it's really nice because there's no forced anything when it comes to Hillel. There's a lot of room to explore what kind of things you like. And if you're looking for something, there's a lot of room to create that experience for yourself and for others that might be looking for it. So I really feel like Hillel has been amazing and kind of like one of the instrumental aspects of me forming a Jewish identity, period. I think building off sort of what Rennie said about Hillel giving you space to create your own Jewish practice, that's been one of the biggest things that's like change for me over time here my family is like of my friends my family is like the very jewish family um and it was religious practice was just like part of growing up like shul every saturday was just like what we did and like kashrut and not driving on shabbat and like things like that it was just like the things you do growing up um and as i got to campus like some of those things i kept and some of the things I didn't, but the things that I kept or the things I didn't were more intentional and were, and Hill gave me the space to think of like, okay, well, what is meaningful to me and what of like the practice that I had growing up is something that I want to continue doing and why and letting me make that decision for myself instead of just being like, this is what our family does. So this is what we do. Um, like hosting Shabbat or hosting Passover or practicing um, like keeping Yom Kippur and whatever and things like that just became things that I decided to do for myself instead of just like, this is what we do. And Hillel gave me that space. I think similar to Shira, I grew up um, in a modern Orthodox family. So um, like everything was very based in the tradition and keeping Shabbat, keeping Kashrut, went to Jewish school my whole life. Um, 
And I also spent a year in Israel between college and high school. So I had some time to kind of like reflect on what my personal Jewish identity was going to be when I was outside of the home. Um, and I think something that I, I like missed um, in Halal was like more religious practice. And that's something that I think they're trying to build, which is really exciting. Um, but it's definitely... I've definitely grown in my ability to engage in more pluralistic Jewish spaces and see how other people find meaning in Judaism and what aspects of Judaism are meaningful to different denominations or people who grew up in different backgrounds. Um, and that's like been an area of growth that I didn't necessarily expect coming into college. Um, so looking back on your time at Hillel, what are some Hillel opportunities that have been really meaningful to you that you would recommend that others take advantage of? I was a freshman engagement fellow my second semester freshman year to first semester sophomore year. And I thought that was a really cool like jumping off point for engagement in Hillel in that like you um, are given a stipend to just take other freshmen out to coffee Um, take when you're a sophomore, take new incoming freshmen out to coffee and really just get to forge relationships um, build that community. And so I think I definitely recommend doing the freshman engagement fellowship. I think another opportunity, like Alyssa was mentioning earlier about the leadership opportunities that Hillel provides. Um, I was a member of the inaugural student board, and then I became the internal vice president for a second year. And that was such an amazing opportunity to not only just learn leadership skills in general, but really learn how to work together with people and how to encourage people to finish tasks or meet deadlines that they might otherwise have had issues with. So not only being a leader in terms of, you know, running meetings and planning what you're going to talk about, but also more one-on-one leadership in terms of mentoring students that might be your peers. I would also say something that got me involved in the Jewish community here at the beginning was my participation in a fellowship called Crafting Consent, which is a group of Jewish women that meet each week and talk about issues pertaining to women's issues, such as consent or reproductive rights and reproductive health. Um, And it was just a really amazing experience because it's not very outwardly Jewish per se. You're really focused more on the women-centric aspect of it, but it creates a really nice community where you have space to talk about things that are going on in your daily life um, and on campus and in the Jewish community. And it was more of an easy stepping stone into getting involved in Hillel. Um, So I really appreciated that opportunity as well. Like Rennie and Alyssa, I also was on the Hillel Student Board, and it was a great opportunity, um, I think, for students to step back from a lot of the other fellowships do, like, heavy engagement work um, and really, like, day-to-day, like, program planning, things like that. And the Student Board was a cool opportunity to step back and see the bigger picture and think about the role that Hillel plays in students' lives. Like we all talked about, it plays such an important role for so many students. Um, and to think about like what that role can really be and how to make it better for everyone. Hill is constantly improving. And that was a cool opportunity. Another opportunity that I really loved um, being able to be a part of was Bagels on the Glade, Hillel's best event, in my opinion. <laughs> um, I just think it's so great when Hillel gets out of the building. We have a beautiful, beautiful building. And we're so lucky to have this brand new, amazing space that's really a hub for student life. 
but I think it's easy to get like lost in the space and just like stay here. Um, and I think we're just better when we're on campus. I think it's so great that people walk by and they're like, oh, like, what are you guys doing? And we're like, oh, we're Hillel. Like, we're having bagels. Like, do you want to come hang out with us? And they're like, sure. And they've never met Jewish people. One person came by and was like, oh, I've been meaning to go to Hillel, like, since freshman year. And she was a junior. And she was like, now I'm going to go on birthright. And I was like, amazing. <laughs> She's like, I've been meaning to email Molly and I just haven't done it yet. Um, and Molly was there and it was just, like, I love that. I love that sometimes the building is, like, far away, and I love that it, there's a way on campus to meet us. So I've actually never been in any fellowships in Halal, but I think one of the coolest opportunities is been um, being in Bears for Israel, which isn't officially a Halal club, but works with Halal in a lot of capacities, um, and... I think balancing that being like an independent student-run organization, but also working with the Halal staff and figuring out a way to balance that partnership that benefits both of our organizations has been really fun. And being a part of Bears for Israel has been really meaningful. Okay, so sort of zooming out into your role as a Berkeley student, um, as a senior looking back, um, what's something that you wish someone had told you about being a student at Berkeley? Could be about Hillel or just general campus life i wish that everyone had told me or that someone had told me that i should put more effort into taking classes outside of my department everyone says like it's so hard to get your classes do your breaths early like make sure you can get the classes you need because like some people have to take an extra semester or whatever to graduate and that's definitely true like it is hard to get classes i've been on many a waiting list and not gotten in um but now it's senior year and I do have room, I did have room in my schedule this semester and I was just so burnt out and like very focused on making sure I had enough time to write my thesis that I didn't take any other classes. And um, there's so many cool classes on this campus that I could have taken that I didn't. And like, yes, I was on many waiting lists and it was hard to get into the classes I needed. But if I had been like slightly more strategic, I think I could have taken fun classes that I didn't. So everything will be fine and you will graduate and you can also take some fun classes. I think along the similar lines, I wish someone had told me that if you're pre-something like pre-law, pre-med, pre-something else, um, you don't need to study. Like me being pre-med, I thought I need to study biology. And so here I am with a about to get a degree in biology. And I feel like if I had known that you could literally study anything, I would have studied something different just because I don't feel like um, it's closely aligned with my passions. And so um, I wish someone had told me that like you can still study what you like and you can also do the pre-med requirements and still go to medical school and still be a doctor. I think everybody should also know that there are both classes on California and food and Italy and food, and you don't have to speak Italian for the Italian studies class. Just going off of Shira's point, that's really <laughs> important. I think everybody should take those classes. Do you eat food in the class? I have no idea. It just sounds oh. fun. Are you taking it or something? No. Nope. <laughs> something like I, inviting I, a class I regret not taking it. <laughs> got it, got it. Um, Everyone should know that you can survive off of halal food for an entire week and not have to purchase any of your own food. True. I think something that people did tell me, but I wish they had stressed the importance of more at the beginning, was going to office hours. Mm. Not in terms of getting help on your assignments, but in terms of 
trying to form any kind of personal relationships with your professors because the classes are so huge. And even at office hours, there are often a very large amount of people attending. And it's only through repeated attendance that your professor will really get to know you and form a relationship with you. And now as I am figuring out, you know, letters of recommendation for medical school and other aspects of school where I need needed to have a personal relationship with a professor. I really wish I'd started more from the beginning. And also professors are cool. Like a lot of the times they have great life stories or are doing interesting research or have fun things to talk about that aren't about what their class is on. So even if you hate the topic that you're studying or you don't want help with what you're studying, you should still just go to office hours and see if your professor is a cool person. The most worst thing is they're they not are. cool. Yeah. <laughs> the worst times they are cool. <laughs> they honestly are really cool. I had this one professor who I went to office hours all the time freshman year before I had a lot of stuff to do. Um, so if you're a freshman listening, you should go to office hours. Um, and I see him everywhere. I saw him at the Exploratorium. I saw him at Mampuku. I ran into him on the street. I met his wife. Like, all this random stuff. And only... I mean, like... It was math, like introductory introductory calculus. Like it wasn't a class where I was like, yes, this is my jam. But he knows my name and I love him. Alexander Powell and shout out. Well, no, off of that, like are there, you must have a, a wealth of knowledge of some campus tips and tricks, maybe courses you've really loved, professors you've loved, places to eat, places to study, bathrooms that are your favorite. Um, what are some, some campus hacks or, or things that people should know about campus? Solid tip is that Chu Hall, sixth floor, has a balcony that overlooks the bay that has plugs and tables and stuff. And you can just go up there and study when it's sunny. See, I didn't even know that. <laughs> and obviously, every single bathroom in the entire campus is better than the Dwinnell bathroom. <laughs> True. <laughs> For um, those listeners that like to do things early, like myself, um, I would recommend, A, not buying books until you, like, go to class and they tell you, like, oh, this is actually, like, a necessary book, or, like, oh, we actually don't use that book, like, it's still on the course website or whatever, but we don't even use it, because many times I bought books that I never opened, so (laughs) definitely don't buy them until you need to. (laughs) Also, figure out if you're... You should read all your books, but figure out if you're actually going to read all your books because I've gone to class many times and they're like, oh, these are the books we're reading. These are the ones we're not going to be reading. And I buy the ones we're going to be reading and I never really open them. (laughs) So figure out like, I think that's more of an advice of like, figure out how you work best and how you study best and do your best to figure that out early. Yeah, I'm going to counter Shira's point as a history (laughs) major. Maybe that's the case. But I think in more of the sciences, I don't think I've read a single textbook that they've told me to read, and I've been fine. So don't don't waste the money. That's what I'd say. (laughs) Um, But in terms of, like, campus, I would give an anti-campus recommendation and say that I don't think you should feel tethered to campus. I found that studying off-campus in cafes or at Hillel has been really nice because then I don't feel like I'm always in school. And even if I'm studying, at least I get to do it with like a nice cup of coffee and I get to people watch. 
But I feel like a lot of students feel like they're stuck and they have to go to Moffitt or they have to go to Stacks. And maybe some people do because that's just how they focus. But I would really say that, you know what, sometimes you can just avoid campus and that's totally fine because sometimes it sucks. Also, you're only here for four-ish years and the Bay is amazing. There's so much to do here. It's such a great area to be in school and to be a young person. Uh, Get really good at public transit or find a friend with a car because even like go down to Monterey or Santa Cruz or even over to like Sacramento has fine stuff and like Obviously, like, San Francisco and Oakland are also cool and have way more things to do. But just really explore the area. It's such a great place to live. I'm very sad to be leaving it. (laughs) That's really all the questions I have for all of you. But um, you've all been role models for all of us here at Hillel. Uh, We're sad to see you go. But the impact that you've all made here uh, will last forever. So thank you all very much. Thank you, Ooh, Gabby. 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 Go Bears. Go Bears. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to Hello Hillel. Please subscribe so that you always know when we have a new episode. This week we're having a very special community meal during barbecue to promote awareness of student food insecurity. We are also hosting the spoken word poet Caroline Rothstein as our artist in residence on April 10th and 11th. Find the Facebook event to see all of the specific experiences that she will be facilitating. On Friday, Soul Hours from 6 to 7 and Shabbat dinner starts at 7. Please check out Hillel's website, berkeleyhillel.org, to learn more about all of our amazing programming and events. Have a great week, and I'll see you at Hillel!